We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash hack it out. Just go to Indeed.com slash hack it out right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash hack it out. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right, Hack It Out Golf Podcast time, myself, Lou Stagner, and Greg Chalmers. We're going to talk about Lou's online lessons. We've actually got his coach with us today, so I'm going to get his name wrong here, but I'm going to give it a go. It's Jason Griesbrecht. I think I've said it right. I will, I was close. We'll, we'll get him on and see, but he's no. been teaching Lou. <laughs> Did I get that wrong? Did I put to that? You got it wrong. You got it wrong. <laughs> He's Brecht. He's Brecht. <laughs> so uh, we're going to talk to Jason about remote online teaching as well as teaching a stat hole. So it should be a fun one. And hopefully we can keep Lou off the mic and talk about him tonight. Should be should be a good fun. Right, Jason, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Mark. Thanks so much for having me. Sorry for butchering your name there. Did I, did oh, I butcher a- it or not? So say your yeah, name was, full it, out for us properly so the listeners who are looking up good online tuition would know where to look. It's Jason Giesbrecht. Giesbrecht. There you go. That's what I said, Lou. Yeah. I'll listen back to the tape. I'm pretty sure I said that. So You said Greece. Did I? It wasn't I? even close. Geese, oh. <laughs> isn't it? You I, I you got it well wrong. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> I was joking. I was joking with Lou earlier that I played lots of minor hockey when I was a kid and uh, the PA announcements were hilarious. So it's nothing new. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so when, how long have you been teaching uh, Lou online? Uh, Lou and I first met online. Oh, jeepers. Uh, just, I think it was December of uh, 2018 and kind of just became online friends really. And, uh, and uh, sharing information back and forth. And it was really this last December. So it's been call it six months now that we've been talking specifically about Lou's golf game. So it's, uh, it's been a, a good process. It's really been enjoyable. Yeah. Okay. And obviously online lessons for people, it's something that certainly since the pandemic has become much more to the forefront of something that actually is a serious contender for learning, isn't it? Because I would say pre-pandemic, online lessons was very niche There were some people who were doing very well with it and, um, do you know, do some great jobs. Another Canadian, um, I know he does a great job um, over your side there um, with online lessons. But since the pandemic, definitely it's, it's more and more people are aware that this is a way of learning, isn't it? And has that been the same for you, Jason, as a coach? Have you found that you accelerated it via pandemic or were you doing loads pre-pandemic? 
No, I, I've I've done very few online uh, online lesson coaching. Uh, I, we we've got a good stable here in, in our business that keeps us busy. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a growing it's a it's a growing element, and uh, there there's some guys in this online coaching world that um, are doing a great job, especially in Canada. I'm going to say Scott Cox is 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 fantastic, and yeah. Shaheen Ahar- Shaheen is the now, one. Talk, Shaheen Shaheen, whose name I'm going to butcher, is is yeah. probably probably the strongest presence out there um and they're they're doing a great job um and uh i guess our foray into this part of 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 the world is really uh i'm gonna say it's a little bit different i've actually been very opposed to online lessons yeah i hate Um, yeah yeah and the reason being is it's it's kind of a form over function and and the thing that really afforded me the opportunity to to kind of pursue this with uh, lou and and now we have several others as well is i need data like I need to know what happened, and 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 a big part of Lou and I teaming up to work together was his acquisition of um, a GC3 by Foresight or a Launch Pro, as it's called in the U.S. Yeah. from Bushnell, and and so I wanted to deal with like at the end of the day, golf is what the ball does; it's not what it looks like. So if we can figure out what the golf ball is doing, learn the golf ball's language, um, and uh, we can kind of create some delivery club delivery associations with what the form looks like um we have a we have a fast track to to changing how a player plays golf yeah and it's that kind of technology really that's moving it on isn't it the fact that more people have um home data capture units and some of them are not as precise as others lou's got a very high quality one then i've literally got a gc3 we call it in the uk down here by my feet here for testing um, and it basically, it's the old GC2 in a quad um, box, basically. It's for ball data, it's as accurate as it can get. And there are other ones on the market that definitely allow a coach remotely to see some patterns, even if the data is slightly off. I've done some stuff um, during the pandemic where uh, I got people sending me data and you could see some patterns through the data. Even, and you at the same time, you could see the data was definitely jumping around from the unit they were using. But with more people having home um, data capture units definitely makes it a, a more of a viable option, doesn't it, for a coach like you? Because just doing it with video is definitely going to be challenging, isn't it? Yeah, and, and I've never uh, I've never been a huge video guy. Uh, I shouldn't say that. I probably, 15 years ago, we yeah. did a lot with video. Um, I think um, my business partner and I, we met uh, when he was a, a trackman salesman for Canada and uh, I was his first sale. So I, I um, there's somebody listening here said, no, I bought the first trackman in Canada and okay, whatever. Uh, within a year, I, we, we was, I was an early adopter of that. And once I had club and ball data, I, I didn't really care what it looked like. And I almost didn't use video for a hundred percent for a long time. And, and, and now I, I think there's a really valuable, um, use of video and visuals where what, whatever your learning style is and however you categorize that and whatever the science says on that. And my belief is that we all learn like we did when we were children, which is we watch something and we try to imitate it. And so video can be really helpful. And I, I love video from a standpoint of, of just making sure what a player is doing is what they think that they're doing. So, um, and, and one of the things that Lou and I have talked about a lot is intent um, and do, did you intend to move that way? Um, and if you can't see, if you can't, if you can't feel what's actually happening, it's, it's, um, it's, it, the video is super helpful for that. Yeah. And Lou, did you intend to use the neck as much as you do or not? <laughs> Listen, I knew the abuse was going to start. Yeah. 
we we are what six minutes in i'm surprised we got this far so i've been resisting so many opportunities we we gotta make those shirts that shank in the tank shirts would be awesome like they really need that's a catchphrase that can permeate the game we will corner the market yeah absolutely i got it jason can i jason can i ask you um what what makes a great student and why is lou that student yeah Okay, so that's one. One's a great question. One's pretty loaded. Um, <laughs> what makes, um, the first question is, what makes a great student? Is uh, I would say two things. Uh, only superpower I look for is curiosity. Um, that needs to be supported with some determination. Um, and 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 if you're if you're you talk about, are you coachable? Um, we've all marked. Craig, you guys coach and you've all had those lessons where someone stands on the tee and tells you how the golf swing works and they pay you. And Hey, that was a great use of an hour, but it's not really my brand. So Lou, yeah. Lou hasn't been that Lou. So where, where Lou's come in and, and this was, I'll, I'll be honest. It was like, okay, this is a bit of a project because I'm not going to be able to, there's no, I'm not going to get be able to kind of send any floaters past Lou. Cause he's going to look it up. Like he's, I don't know. If, I don't, I don't want to get into the medical world about OCD and what that means, but Lou, Lou is pretty much, if he's questioning something, he'll research it to make sure that um, his beliefs are aligned with something that can be supported with evidence and science. So um, that's never been, seen it. I, I, you've never seen that. Have you Mark? I've well, I was Lou, just about like, Lou, Lou is definitely <laughs> labeling his socks and pants drawer, isn't he? They're labeled, aren't they? <laughs> <Left and right. laughs> alphabetized as well. Alphabetized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So, so, so what's so what's made what's made Lou good? Lou's Lou's just been open to learning, and yeah. and and he's been presented with new information, and he's and, and he's had to process that because some of that new new information was contrary to his belief system, if you will. So that's been a big part of it. Um, I look when I look at a player, I look at players really a a, a combination of three main components. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That's your movement history. Like how, like, can you touch your nose with your, with your finger, with your eyes closed? Some people can't do that. Uh, and, and that's a hard, that's a hard coaching situation, but Lou's got a great athletic background and he brings a whole bunch of, uh, of, of that movement history to, to golf, which is great because it's it, the number one thing is it creates some help, helps us to create some speed. Um, then the second thing that I look at is how is that person today? Like I can't, uh, and, and is how's their health, how's their body? Um, can they move? Um, and, and that's day to day. Sometimes as a coach, you said like, man, yesterday you were hitting great. And today I'm watching you on the range and you can't, can't find it. And it's like, oh yeah, I went for a run and my hips don't work or whatever those things are. But so we're day to day as humans. And then finally, the, the third thing is, is concepts. What do you believe? Uh, and what are your intentions? And, uh, so I'm a big fan of, uh, function over form. And uh, when when Lou hits it great, um, he doesn't care what his golf swing looks like. And when Lou doesn't hit it great, all of a sudden my golf swing's garbage. And I'm like, well, let's be patient with this whole process. And uh, Lou actually sent me some data this morning. And uh, man, it's been uh, it's been a huge change 
in what he does um, from from six months ago. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that's a, that's a testament to your work, Jason, and you as a student, Lou. Joking aside, but also as well, I think to online lessons, it like it, it's a good um, advert for how online lessons can work if you get brains that are aligning and you have a decent amount of. Um, data and, and like people listening at home you don't have to think oh i need to go and buy a launch one obviously that helps lou do it when he wants to do it but you can go and hire systems you can go to many ranges and collect data nowadays it's getting more and more frequent um so if there is a specific coach that really does dial into your beliefs like jason's saying there and and there's certain minds that you follow online that you just really want to hear what they've got to say about your golf swing you can definitely get them information to allow them to make much more educated decisions about your game. And, and something you mentioned there, Jason, at the start, I mean, I, use, I I went from teaching with video because that was all there was. I remember when, I think, I don't know if I've been teaching longer than you or not, Jason, but um, I, I, I look older than you, so I'm going to pretend I am, even if I haven't. Um, I, I remember video being a revolution, basically and then launch monitors came and exactly like you said at the start i basically just didn't really it i stopped using video almost overnight i just didn't need to even i, I used to do some lessons and barely even look at their swing like i literally wanted 30 20 50 shots before i even looked up to see what they were doing to a certain extent um and it did make me then think how online lessons like i don't need to see what you're doing i need to understand what you want to achieve and i can see from what you're delivering how that is being achieved or not and then i can give you some pointers around uh improving it and, and i would say i still say that pretty much to this day the only thing that the the one-to-one -one lesson really has an advantage on, on over well, there's a few things, but one of the main things for me would be telling people off you're able to tell them off much quicker you're able to pull them out of um dead ends much quicker does that make sense jason when you've got those students who keep want to keep running off down dead ends what if i do this what about this or what about if i it doesn't look right when it's here you're able if you're with them to just put them back on track um a little quicker and that's one of my questions in relationship to teaching a stat hole lou is known as our stat hole where i think being a stat hole has massive advantages how wandery is lou like how much does he wander off do you have to keep bringing him back? You know, like he said, you kind of hinted a little bit there where, you know, some days he says my swing's not working and you're obviously saying let's just make this play out over time. In the world of students, is Lou pretty focused or does he wander off down his little um, teaching aid world that he can get lost yeah, in? Pretend he's not here, right? Like, yeah. okay, so his his <laughs> mic's <laughs> muted. His yeah. mic's muted. I'm going to yeah, just, okay, just speak, speak openly. <laughs> so I'm going to say... <laughs> I'm going to say uh, Lou's pretty typical, and I'll just say this about my own coaching um, experiences. I used to, we used to have YouTube confessions, like before every lesson is like, uh, have you been on YouTube or Instagram this week? And and what have you learned? And what am I going to have to unpack and kind of deprogram? Um, and I and I used to say, and I, I, I'd make feel, people feel bad about that. He's like, you're my student. I own you. You do what I do. You're my robot. And I'm like, wait a second. This isn't how people learn. This is born out of curiosity. And it's curiosity that's got this person in front of me that they want to get better. And so Lou does he's curious. And that's what I said at the beginning is I need people who are curious. And so curiosity is going to lead you down rabbit holes. And if, if, as you learn how your system, your golf swing works, um, you start to be able to filter, Hey, you know what, that's actually something that I'm working on that could be really helpful. 
Um, I, I certainly don't have the I don't I don't have the market cornered on all the good information. So there's lots of good information out there. In fact, I'd say everything on YouTube is good. They some I don't think there's nefarious golf pros giving bad information on purpose. Whatever they're saying has helped somebody at some point in time. But in Lou's case, yeah, he's gone down some tangents and rabbit holes and and and, and we've had to explore those things um, because they're genuine from the heart questions. And sometimes like I'm dismissive and sometimes I'm like, Hey, but, but what's the club doing? Or I'm always bringing it back to how, yeah. whatever that, whatever that is going to do, how is that going to affect um, delivery impact um, and delivery characteristics that you have? And um, so, so Lou's been like, I think Lou's normal. Like, Lou's not normal. <laughs> no, no, no. I'll correct you there. No. Okay, Come so on. can I... Can I can You're just being up? polite, Jason. I know he's paying you. I just want to put it out there. Jason is a paid supporter of Lou. None of this is true. I told you, Greg, we shouldn't have had Lou on tonight. <laughs> we, we couldn't. I got a question for Lou, actually. Uh, Lou, did you – Did you? most of my coaches in my career, um, there's been – I don't want to, I don't know how to phrase it in any other way other than a testing period. Was there a period where you were like, Hey, I just need to see, uh, Jason knows what he's doing. Right. Did uh, you, or would you immediately buy in? You knew already. Yeah, no, we, we had a background prior to me starting to work with him. So I was already extremely comfortable with Jason and the knowledge that he brought to the table. So, you know, there was, there was, you know, almost no buy-in period for me. Um, I knew um, his background. I knew how he approached teaching. Um, and I love the fact that he's not, you know, you need to be in this exact position. You know, he's, he's really focused on, on ball flight and, and how to get the right ball flight and, and all the things you should be focused on. And, and he teaches in a way that um, really agrees with sort of the concepts, you know, we've had you know, others on here like Adam Young, Mark, in, in the past where, you know, Adam is is really, um, you know, looking at the science of how we learn. And that's how Jason is. Jason is very, very much into the science of how we learn. And I, I love that about him. And it's been, uh, it, I, I'm a little bit surprised at the changes that I've made um, with him, um, with my delivery. Uh, and how much better, how much more functional it is than, than what it used to be when I started with him. So I never would have thought I would have gotten to this point. I still, there's still things I don't like about the way my swing looks, but it's much more functional. And, and Jason said something really interesting today with the data that I sent over. Um, I'll let Jason tell, tell it about the consistency part. Okay. Yeah. You're going to, we're going to go there. We're going to share numbers. I, I think um, I think one I don't of the know if we have to share numbers. I mean, yeah, let's not I, go that far. Numbers. <laughs> numbers are interesting. Go on. Let, let's numbers it. are interesting, aren't they? So, like, like our our process with our with our team here at uh, at the Golf Performance Project, we uh, we've got a process called MAP, which is Measure, Assess, Create a Plan. That's an acronym for 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 our process, and 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 basically that's um, we we measure what's happening, then we ask the player, what do you think is happening. And then we compare that to what we call the answer sheet. And the answer sheet's what the best players in the world do. So if I had Greg's numbers, I would say, okay, these numbers are good enough to make $10 million. So I think that's somewhere around your career earnings. So there's a delivery characteristic there that is, is uh, it's functional. 
And so what, what we saw with Lou at the outset, and, and Lou brings a, uh, an athletic background is he had ability to create power, um, but he had a host of physical sort of injury histories from playing hockey and playing baseball and all other sports that Lou's played. Um, and, and those have affected his movement patterns. So, and, and his concepts too. And I would say this of Lou is as, as super knowledgeable as he is about what the golf ball does as far as where it went and his ability to kind of share unbelievable insights. Club delivery was not something that knew that Lou had a lot of concept around. So we had to explore that together. And, and that was, um, for me, I would say surprising that someone who I look at, like this guy knows a lot about golf and a lot about what the golf ball does, but didn't know so much about cause and effect. And um, golf's super challenging. Like if you're shooting hoops and basketball or playing tennis, the cause and effect, that relationship, that ratio is kind of one-to-one. But in golf, it's just, it seems like it's massively more complicated than that slight movements uh golf's the hardest game in the world so these slight minor adjustments and feels are, are very different so lou was basically zeroed out with the seven iron um, which is to say he had a zero angle of attack he had a zero path and anybody who's followed a whole bunch of club data and for the listeners uh in my experience even a good player typically has a face that's uh, twice as inconsistent as their path. So our swing direction, which is our default response to ball flight, is actually the thing that's probably working, and it's the club face that's not. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So when I look at December 1, 2021 data from Lou, his consistency of delivery, like how consistent he's moving, um, is really, really good, except it's just not functional. And in, in that is he's trying to have a zero path. I don't even know if this was intentional. His path was zero and his face just flipped all over. So that was the goal. The goal for Lou is I just need to be more consistent. And so when you have a zero face and a zero path, um, there's not a lot of lies on the golf course that you can hit with a seven air. Um, cause the golf ball is on or in the ground or in the rough. Uh, you get maybe a couple, maybe a one time in a round where you get to hit, hit a seven iron off a of par three. But, uh, so, so Lou and, and the, the cool thing is with Lou and Lou is like so many people is it's not so much that they need their ceiling to be higher in skill level. They just need the floor to be higher. And so Lou had the ability to hit some really, really good golf shots and then some shots that he can't find. Yeah. Um, so, um, we massively, attacked angled attack that was our number one thing and the other thing so let's just talk seven iron off the ground off the tee with uh, uh, a driver uh, Lou was about nine some of his data here actually is 12.5 degrees up oh so, yeah baby <laughs> so get that was, three degree driver out <laughs> that's right so and, and he had really low spin numbers and he had and and for the golf geeks out there his spin loft was sub 10 and oh yeah was, it's just because so, he's so been he, in that basement trying to smash his ball speeds i to, could crush yeah. it 
yeah. Like, so he could hit it like like he had powered all fields, as Lou said at the beginning. Yeah. And uh, and Lou was Lou was worried about the heel strike. And I'm like, man, we gotta get this functional. And and now the data that he sent me this morning, actually, I've taken a look at it. He's when I when I think about consistency in a golf swing, I'm looking at standard deviations on yeah. the on on the on the on the data set. So um i'm gonna let lou talk about standard deviations he's taught me more about that so i'm not going to speak about that but let's just think about it as a measure of consistency and his club was being delivered more consistently or and this is fractionally but more consistently back in his old swing than it is being now but his ball is way more consistent so now his like a nine iron data he's he's angle of attacks kind of five-ish down down right uh, his club his club path is just a little bit less than five out to in. And he had a kind of an in to out bias previously. Yeah. Um, so, so now he doesn't have to be as consistent and there's all but a whole a host of different situations on a golf course where that delivery pattern becomes a lot more functional. Um, and, and that's what Lou is experiencing on the golf course. Now, does Lou miss hit it? Yes. Does Lou play bad golf when his body feels lousy? my understanding that's what everybody does when their body feels lousy but he has he's got he's got a higher ceiling and a higher floor now so it's uh, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun i think i got a heater of a text on on sunday about being under par and 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 wanting to i don't something about had to go to a bonfire and it didn't finish the round. I don't know what that was about, but anyways, it was, uh, he, he yeah, had to leave, <laughs> had to leave halfway. I tell you what, there's a lot of things that would have to be on fire for me to leave <laughs> uh, one, yeah. an under par round after 12 or 13 holes. Exactly. But, yeah. but, Whole blooming but village could be burning down. Yeah. I'm finishing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So, so I, so I would, I would say, I would say there are things like if you wanted to hit it as far as absolutely possible, 10 degrees up is awesome. Yeah. It's not bad. It's yeah, not that's long driving numbers, isn't it? That's right. That's right. That's great. But if you, if then that's fine. If you only have to find one out of six. Um, but if you want to shoot a score, that's not going to work. And, and it's not like he's down with the driver now. I think the last driver. Five up. Like, around five five up. Yeah. Manageable, five isn't it? yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So he's got power to burn. Um, and so when we look at what, there's there's one one thing that i'm not maybe proud of with lou yet is when i actually we the process has made him a little bit shorter uh from a from a distance standpoint like uh looking at nine iron data he's about well he's about a club shorter with irons but he's also up almost between 600 and 900 rpms spin rate on every on every iron shot so his golf ball is more stable it's gonna it's not gonna float in the air and again he can just handle a host of different lies now and 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 it's not like he's, I'm not sure Lou's going to be ready for the senior tour, but I do think that his goal of, 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 of being a scratch player and, and consistently uh, competing on a day-to-day -day basis with the guys that he's playing with at the club, I think, I think he's, he's well positioned to do that. And now it's just a matter of becoming more skillful. It's just the, the, the technique is there. It's in change, but it's got to be now he's just going to work on doing the same thing. And that's from a coaching standpoint. It's like, yeah, it's kind of just more of the same. Yes, uh, yeah, I like that. Um, Lou, a question then, which I think is quite interesting on what Jason's saying there. And I'd like your honest opinion on this. I know you've chased distance and I know yeah. you know how to make the ball go off that launch monitor and max out the numbers because I know you understand yep. the ball numbers. Um, you're 12 up, and I don't say this rudely because I see this a lot with students. 
is probably a product of you chasing those numbers, getting that spin loft down to ridiculous amounts. There's no way you played good golf think, at 12 up. I don't think up. so. There's no way no, you played good golf at 12 up. When you were playing I'll, your I'll, best golf, you were not I'll, 12 up. But just before I... My, can I finish my question? My question is, that's the danger that I see. That's what I'm hinting at with the, with the stat hole question earlier on, is that with all the knowledge in the world... If you don't understand swing dy dynamics related to performance, so like Jason saying they're in different lives and what have you, you kind of might have achieved your goal with the ball speeds because you've mentioned it on many pods how fast you've got the ball speeds to do, which is a great achievement. And obviously your understanding of how distance is a big advantage, which we would none of us would question. But turning yourself into a very high-speed player but being less of a all-round performer. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen students go beelining for one thing that they think is most important. And I think, well, that is important, but that's not a rounded game of golf for the level of standard of golf you want to play. Is that fair, the question? Like, so did it... No, I can give you some context. So I first started, I where this, where this likely happened was, boy, it had to be 2003, 2004, around there. I had a, a friend of mine that I played a lot of golf with, and he had these crazy long tees. <laughs> and I borrowed some of these crazy long tees. And I had one of those days where you know we were out there just messing around, yeah. and I was just, everything was center of the face and smashed. And I started to tee the ball up a lot higher in response to that. And I got to a point where... I, I, I was buying three and three quarter inch tees <laughs> and they were barely going in the ground. Like if the ground wasn't firm, I, the tees wouldn't stay. Like I would get upset because I, I had to push them in too far. So I'm basically <laughs> teeing these things up on the top of a pencil. Um, and it, it got to that point. And um, like, so I never realized it, but there were times where I could play really good golf teeing at super high. I had a good day and I would keep the ball in play and just, hit the snot out of it. And there were times where I would legitimately fly at 295, but it was a hundred yards, right. Um, and that could absolutely happen. Um, that's a, I mean, I think that's almost, I don't think Greg could do that if he tried, Like that's a serious <laughs> skill right there to be able to fly at 295 in the air, hundred yards, yards offline. Off like that's yeah, impressive. Yeah. That is, no, it, it is very, it's a gift. And so <laughs> it was so it was so hard um to make the change and now i use normal size tees that are teed well down the ball you know i'm not even when i set the driver on the ground uh, you know the ball is the equator of the ball is maybe right at the top of the driver or slightly below it and i can't tell you how many shots i hit with driver where i teed the ball up completely flushed with the ground and tried to hit drives with it. The first time I did it, it was, it was a sight to see <sighs> because I, I hit some shots where I, I think not even like the back part, you know, I don't know. You can, you're not see you're listening. You can't see this, but the back part of the club hit the ball and the ball went immediately down to the ground and it popped up and it would go about <laughs> 10 feet. Like it was a trick <laughs> shot. Um, because it was just, it was just not what my pattern was, but I worked at that and it was amazing how fast of a transformation I went from, I can't hit this ball unless it's teed four inches up in the air to, I can tee this ball down now as low as I want and know I'm going to make good contact. So 
it was a huge shift in my off the tee performance. And, you know, I, I've, I've been dealing with a hip issue for probably two months, two and a half months now. And it's been, it's been very frustrating. Um, and I've started to finally kind of turn the corner recently and all of the work that I've put in, I'm really starting to see it kind of come into shape. Um, and having functional numbers through the bag, especially with a driver, is is just a complete change from where I used to be. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting though, isn't it? Because I it's I think that's so interesting, Jason. What do you think? I mean, I when you mentioned your T height there, Lou, the way you talked about T height, so I suggested it was about chasing distance. So if it wasn't that, but if someone comes to me with an obscenely high T or an obscenely low T, I'm always amazed that they're not questioning why that's obscenely high and obscenely low. So I get someone who's teeing it really low and I think, okay, well, they're hitting down at it before we even measure anything. There's no way they're hitting up at that. And if you've got someone teeing it way up, normally their ball way forward, hitting it late out to win because they've got the ball so far forward, they're trying to stop a slice and launch it. Like I would just, when I see people doing some of the things you've, you're trying and what I see amateurs try, I'm always amazed that I think, oh, if you go that far away from what is, you know, relatively normal, how can you not be questioning, unless you're really good, do you, you know what I mean? the true answer? Unless you're like, question. unless you're Listen. really good at it, like you're achieving your goal, which you obviously aren't because you've come to my lesson. No. Here's <laughs> so part of the like... problem. I wasn't questioning myself. I was questioning the rest of you yeah. because you were doing it wrong. <laughs> That's my whole question. Like I was like, Jason, pull him out of these holes. Pull him out. <laughs> Send in the So, rope. so you guys are. We're, we're kind of ba- into a basic online coaching session with Lou right now. Like, it, it was... This is all this pod is. This is, Jason, this That's is all this pod is. It's trying to make Lou the East Side Texas Scramble champion, basically. That's all this pod is about. Well, if it was about Texas Scramble, Lou's already the champ of that. He's, he got, he, we're trying to help him play his own ball. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I, I love I love what you said, Mark, and, and, and I'm sure, Greg, you've played the most you've played in the in the most different environments because of of, of your, your 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 life playing professional golf and i guarantee that when you come across players who grew up playing in in australia versus maybe florida or palm springs your environment is going to absolutely massively dictate how you play golf and so lou changed his tea environment it totally changed his golf swing yeah. and it affected his his wedge and nine iron play. Yeah. So your envi- your environment is massive. So playing in windy Australia, Greg, I would imagine if you're playing coastal golf in Australia, you would never think to hit a golf ball that high. That would that would be there'd be nothing functional about that. Um, so no. but if you're yeah. playing, but if you're if you're playing in the Northeast and it's a hundred degrees and no wind, let's give it a rip. It doesn't matter. Yeah. 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 So, there's no there's no question, Jace. What I loved about some of the stuff you've said today. And I can tell you from our experience in Australia, we have a lot of players and and some coaches who fall in love with pretty golf swings, not Mm -hmm. functional. And we have a lot of kids who swing the club nicely, but they're not at a a high level, I'm talking, but they're not practicing. There's a time where you've got to shelve the technique side and just let's hit fades and draws and lows and highs and let's go play the game, all right, when we're practicing a little bit, in my opinion. And, and a lot of kids, uh, I see they've got a lot of training aids down and their alignment tools and they're doing all this wonderful, making a pretty swing, but it's not, it's not how you play. 
right? And so that was something I certainly grew up with. Um, I'll tell you one of the other adjustments over here that, you know, at a high level, we have different targets in Australia. The greens are firm and fast. You're 20 feet's a good shot. And versus yeah. here, I was like, it took me two years to learn, oh, I can actually go with this. Um, different targets. But um, I do love what you said, though, about earlier, about how it's not about the pretty stuff. It's about functional. Yeah, and yeah, so many people you, forget that, didn't they? You said something that just had a light bulb go, uh, go off. You, you know, your environment dictates something. When I switched over to that crazy high tea, I was at a club for many years, um, and this place, the, it could be the middle of summer, no rain for three months straight, and the fairways were soaked every single night. The superintendent, the water was free. It was an unlimited supply. And he wanted the place green all the time and the fairways were soaked and you would legitimately get less than two or three yards of roll on every tee shot. And when I started teeing it higher, I was flying at 15 yards farther and I was, it, 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 I got longer, but I got longer where it made a pretty big difference um, at the place I was at because you got no roll. And so the farther you could carry it was going to be way better off for you. That's really interesting. Yeah, I, I don't I think you can talk 12 up away here, Lou. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying to. Yeah, what were you going to say, Jason? Well, I just wanted to build off of uh, off of one of Greg's comments about those aesthetics, uh, call that 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 form over function type of golf swing. And we see that that's, I, I joke in our in our studio, we call that, hey, that's, you're never going to see anybody tell you to do this on Instagram, but this is what we're going to do to make your golf ball do what you want it to do. And uh one of the things Lou told me a story, and this is part of the coaching process is learning the story of the player. He said, yeah, I had this time, I think it was maybe in college or just after college. And we used to imitate um, professional golfers and we just say who could do this and who could swing like that. And he just said, um, I tried to do this Lee Trevino swing and, and I just, I hit it great. I hit these little squeeze fades and I hit really solid shots and it was really amazing, but obviously that's not the right way to swing a golf club because only Lee does it. And so I shelved it and I'm like, Oh my gosh, like if you could only think about Lee Trevino, it's basically the absolute inversion of your delivery pattern. Um, I think that would be a really good feel and thought process. And even today he sent me some numbers and he said, I just need to do a little bit more with the face. I'm like, don't do anything with the face. Just keep the face where it is. Align your body, the machine, that swings a golf club, just align it a little bit farther left and your open, your relatively open face is, is actually going to just get it on target. And so his numbers today, by the way, they're, they're averaging 20 feet. Like it's not like this is on a launch monitor inside. So it's, it's not real world necessarily for um, if there's no wind, there's no lie issues, but, but to be able to create that pattern um, I think our, our golf swing happens in our mind before it happens in time and space. So we better have a really clear picture of what we're trying to do. And that, picture these those aesthetics are important yeah they are they definitely are important but i mean i would definitely say that coaching since launch monitors has definitely moved so much more. it's quite an interesting because if you think about all the chats at the start of launch monitors because i remember them distinctly certainly on telly where they were like you know the truth's in the dirt it's not in this box for years saying things like that the biggest change I remember with launch monitors for me is how much more I began to coach the actual person that came through the door rather than coaching to certain ideas of where a takeaway should look, where a face should look from where a setup should look. I became so much more 
about squeezing the most out of the human being. And it was quite a funny change because obviously you had this machine that was able to really delve into a place that we weren't ever able to look, impact basically, and the dynamics of what was causing the ball to go in a certain direction. And you started to learn quite quickly that, well, some people, it doesn't matter that they're slightly rounded in their shoulders. Where before that, it was like, oh, you can't stand like that and be a good player. Even though there were plenty of good players standing like that, there were still these models uh, that you were brought up with as a young coach. And it, I, I think Launchmont is absolutely, certainly for me, I don't know if it's the same for you, Jason, it made you become, it certainly made me be able to come to just, I mean, basically you could just quantify, like when they said, I need to stand this way, well, let's test it. You did X amount that way and then you X amount the other way. Well, the other way is testing better. So you now choose what you now, in inverted commas, say you need to do because my goal is to make you hit less shots. That's all I need. I don't care if you stand on one foot if you hit less shots. I don't care if you think of custard and you hit less shots, keep thinking of custard. That, that, it, that's how it changed. And it was quite a funny change because we went mega technical, mega scientific. But I started thinking, well, actually, the lessons I'm delivering are the most untechnical I've ever done. Saying things like, let's aim up the left. Why don't you swing a bit to the right? Why don't you just turn your shoulders a little bit more? So less technical just to try and move delivery. Was, was that similar for you, Jason? Do you find that kind of shift as well? Or were you talking, did you teach pre-launch monitor much at all or not? Yeah, I did. Yeah. I, I I grew up, you're talking about early technology. Um, uh, I don't know about you. I had a JC video box that yeah, you wheeled out yeah. with the kind of the, the black and white eight inch screen and yeah. the, the, the VHS. The, so that was, that was my uh, kind of early nineties getting into, into coaching. Um, so, so that was the environment that I came from. Um, I would say just like, like, I want to just parrot what you just said, Mark, as far as how my coaching is, 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 is versus a, a, the goal. The goal is to find the best version of you. And that was our first conversation with Lou is like, okay, Lou, let's find the best version of you. And I don't really care what it looks like. I know you think your golf swing looks like X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, I, I honestly, I don't care unless changing it changes the function of the golf club. So uh, I love that you say that because that's literally in our studio every single day with everybody we woke up like we're like that's our question what's the best version of you and sometimes it's like hey I want to do this or I want to do that I'm like well Why? not all the tool not all the tools are in place for you to do that you yeah. could do that but if you do that let's do this and, and and I'll go back to what we call the answer sheet is we 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 even we, with the exception of speed we believe every player can deliver a golf club like a PGA Tour player yeah we have that information. Uh, can you generate the speed? There's a whole host of reasons why people can't, but uh, but it's a shocking number of people. Like Lou has 110 mile an hour driver speed. There's Is that 20 guys, 100. Well, he can get it up to one. Lou, one, you've one, been tying on. I'm it's 112. Like right 110? now, it's 104 to 106 right now. It's oh, way down. Lou, you are on short you, you, I thought you told us like 116. Oh, like, I, keep, I, was I know, 113. Like 113. I'm averaging 112, gaming. Lou. You're 105. Yeah. Oh, that's, right now that's cute. <laughs> that's a sweet drive. <laughs> yeah, there's a... There's a, there's a... <laughs> I, I do this with all my students. I make I make them hit it just a little bit shorter. Yeah, um, it's just it's angles. It's about angles. Yeah. It's what angles what I shorter. like is Lou thinks that he, he's playing Jason, but what he doesn't realize, Greg, is I'm playing Jason to slow him down. <laughs> <laughs> little is a hundred on the side every week. You know that's right. I think that the hardest part has been the combination of having different feels, different movement 
um, combined with struggling with a hip issue has been a really bad combination for speed. And I was getting frustrated and I really scaled back. I, I would do, you know, speed training maintenance to kind of keep things where they were. And I, I eliminated that completely. Um, and I, I would occasionally go and, and say, you know, I'm going to start back up. I'm going to try to get, and it would just, uh, it would just re-aggravate and re-up the hip issue. Um, and, and so I feel like I'm at a point here, if I can get through the next, you know, month, um, and still feel pretty good, I'm going to start speed training again. Um, but I'm going to do it in a way that I think, um, is not going to compromise what we've done. And, and Jason is going to be a big part of that conversation to make sure that what I'm doing and how I'm doing it isn't going to unwind what we've already done. Yeah, I like that. And I think, I mean, I, listening to your talk, guys, I would say this is a great, um, not only um, advert for Jason's skills and for you as a student, Lou, joking aside, I think you do make a good student because you do ask questions, which is a great thing um, for students to do. It's also a good advert for what online lessons can do. I mean, you guys are in a different country and you are moving data, you're moving performance um, and you're doing it in a professional, as little guessing way as you can, bearing in mind you don't actually stand on a lesson tee or on a range or on a golf course together. So I, I think it's a real positive to the where golf tuition is, is going, where online lessons basically a few years ago definitely... They felt slightly conny, to be brutally honest. You know, they felt like a cash cow more than, yeah, Jason's doing just wrist-angle ideas there. So, yeah, they felt like a bit of a cash cow rather than that there was any heart in them. Um, so, Jason, I think you're doing some great work. Can you give us a shout-out, Jason, where you are so people know where to find you? I don't know if you want to give a shout-out. I'm sure you do, but just your actual place, so anyone who's local, and... Can actually normal listeners message you for lessons or that you're not really taking? Like, what? just tell us a bit about your business model before we finish. Sure, yeah. Uh, my business is called The Golf Performance Project, and we're in Victoria, BC. Uh, you can find us at thegolfproject.ca. Right. Um, and, if you, and if you want to email me direct, jason at thegolfproject.ca. Uh, we were kind enough to leave my last name out of that address. So uh, it's, it's really, we were thinking about you, Mark. Um, yeah. and, and I wouldn't have got that sent to you. It would have gone to that other Jason. That's right. That's right. Uh, and and uh, as far as online coaching, um, I require that you have a launch monitor. Yeah. Uh, be it a be it a be it a foresight, uh, any of the foresight products, uh, TrackMan, uh, SkyTrack's got some pretty good stuff. Um, uh, I'm open to pretty much everything because I'm I'm going to say that technology is changing so fast. Uh, I live in my world, and I'm we've we've got TrackMan and Foresight in our studio. Um, all of our bays are equipped with hawks or quads, and we do some TrackMan stuff outside. So yeah, are we open to open to to more students? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. We love, we're, we're here to help. We're trying to change the way that people learn how to play golf and fast track it. The most valuable resource we have is time. And as much as your earlier comment about, yeah, it's in the dirt. Sure it is. But uh, we want to make the most use of our time because uh, most of our clients uh, have, have a lack of time in their life. It yeah. would be a classic case of that. He's got a big job and he's got a lot of interests and he's got a family. So I don't want to waste his time. Yeah, that'd absolutely. be the worst thing I could do. Yeah, I 100% agree, 100% agree. Brilliant. Well, yeah, that's really and I, good. I'll give Jason a plug too yeah. as well. Um, it's been, I know he had the luxury of working with 
an elite athlete like myself, uh, oh, and that oh. makes his job a lot easier. Oh. But uh, Greg shaking 104 his head, miles he knows, an hour he knows elite what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know um, an athlete when I see one, Lou. Yeah, exactly. An absolute so uh, uh, Jason's been phenomenal to work with, um, and it's made you know more changes not only to my game but to my understanding and how I tackle trying to get better. So uh, huge shout out and a huge thank you for Jason for being part of the journey. Excellent. There we go. There we go. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. If you're thinking of online lessons, I definitely think there are some good solutions out there now. Uh, And you certainly, if you're anywhere near Jason uh, up there in Canada, definitely look him up because I love the way he's speaking. And obviously, his um, just his plans for lessons is exactly what you would want every golf pro thinking and speaking like basically thanks for listening as always if you've had online lessons maybe let us know how they went were they good were they awful you know what what did you feel did you feel like you got your money's worth at the end of the day um we always love to hear from you and we look forward to catching you in the next podcast